0: From Lisbon in sunny Portugal, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Jonah Tree Bosser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people making this world a better place. Today, we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. We are broadcasting from the cavernous House of Friendship in the Fiera Internacional de Lisboa. Join us for the next half hour as we talk with Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity very very privileged to be joined on Radio Rotary right now by Robert Zinser of uh, Germany a Rotarian and Rekha Chetty of India and uh, we're going to be talking about a very important project called the Rotary Action Group for Population and Development.
1: So uh, Robert, what is that all about? Well, RFPD is uh, the oldest and largest action group and we are a resource for maternal and child the new area of focus, maybe one of the most important ones. And we have shown that we can do because we have a model which is published even outside Rotary uh, from FIGO, the International Gynecologist Organization and we are already scaling up that project. Why is maternal health so important? Because now as before, many, uh, about 280,000 mothers are dying just because they are pregnant, because they want to have a child. This is unacceptable. The world community is uh, working very hard, and there is even a UN strategy really to reduce these high deaths yearly.
0: What kind of things are Rotarians doing to uh, help and reduce these deaths?
1: Ro- Rotary is, as we know, a wonderful organization. We put together the different uh, professionals. And uh, a gynecologist, for example, and a manager, that's myself, we are putting together the know-how, the expertise, which is necessary to tackle that problem. And in a comprehensive approach, we managed to reduce in selected hospitals maternal mortality by 60%. 60? 60? That's a
0: tremendous achievement. And uh, rate- Shethi from India. Uh, Why are you interested in maternal health?
2: I'm very interested in maternal health because I happen to be the great-granddaughter of a woman, 17 years old, who died when my grandmother was born. And she died because the modern techniques available today were not available then. And even today, 192,000 women all over the world die at childbirth. I feel it's very unfair And I really believe and I want to do something about reducing infant and maternal mortality. Because 3 million children die every year because of inadequate resources. And, uh, you know, the Nigerian project is an example how you can bring down maternal mortality by 60%. Imagine the impact on all the children who live after a mother is gone. You know, what is it to be a motherless child? You know, it destroys the Child, totally. So I totally and completely believe that I should be involved in this. If people at home want to learn more about this, do you have a website? Yes, we have a website. It is ww.rifrd.com.org.
0: Oh, do that one more time, all right? Give it to us again.
2: www.RIFPD.org and then you have maternal.
0: Robert Zinser and Rika Shetty, both Rotarians, thank you so much for everything you're doing to reduce maternal mortality and childhood mortality. And thank you both for joining us on Radio Rotary
2: can I interest you Jonah in a friendship band to remind you of the bonds you share with mothers and children in your own life I want to give you a friendship band which I hope people all over this convention will be wearing like this all right Are you let's to let I be
0: deli- I'd be delighted and honored to wear it let me just describe it it's about an inch wide and it's beautiful uh, gold inlay Uh silk yes. and um, woven in India by uh, mothers right. and children. Okay, and you know what? We're going to take a photograph and put it on the Radio Rotary website to show what the friendship band looks like. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Mark Little. He is uh, a Rotarian from Norwich, St. Edmund in England, and he is involved with something called Rotarian Action Group Against Child Slavery. Good morning, Mark. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Good morning. I'm shocked to learn that slavery slavery, especially child slavery, is still a problem in the world, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, 200 years after the abolition of the Slave Trade Act, more children than ever before languish in slavery, forced to work under threat of violence and for no pay. On the African continent, hundreds of thousands are considered chattel, and slavery is accepted as an everyday social institution, whilst on the Indian subcontinent, millions languish in generational debt bondage. So across the globe, young girls sold for sex and labor already the second most lucrative commodity for organized crime. So today, we Rutarians have a choice. We can either despair that exploitation is an age-old problem, that human nature will never change, and that in any case, slavery is a problem for governments, and then do nothing. Or we can remember the the tenets of the four-way test, Rotary four-way test, part two of the objects of Rotary, and R.I.'s code of policy in relation to the rights of children, the freedom of children, and then do something to end this evil practice. And what is e- exactly what we're doing.
0: And how are you doing it? How are, you, how are Rotarians
3: working to end child slavery? We, we are forming, um, we are working as clubs in different parts of the world, particularly in India, places like India. Um, I've been involved with many projects in India and in places like Delhi, just outside Delhi, Mumbai, Allahabad. We're also working in uh, northern Thailand. Uh, last year at the R.I. Convention, I visited a trafficking shelter in a place called Maisu, northern Thailand, where hundreds of children have been looked after by a Rotarian and his wife, who comes from the, one of the local tribes. We're working in the United States, um, particularly with Polaris Projects. Um, Polaris, uh, the chief executive of the Polaris project, has asked Rotary to help to expand his national hotline against child slavery uh, worldwide. So he's got an international hotline financed by Global uh, by Google. Uh, Google has just given them three million dollars to expand this to make it not a national but an international hotline. Um, and of course, we are also working with, trying to work with uh, s- uh, with uh, Salvation Army, with Free the Slaves, which is based in Washington, D.C., with Anti-Slavery International, which is based in London, uh, the oldest anti-slavery organization in the world. And also, individually, clubs are going out all over the place, Ghana. Um, uh, also, we've got people, you're from Canada? No, from New York. From New York. Um, yes, I, I, I thought well, I saw Montreal because that's the Montreal Convention. Uh, so we are working in different parts of the world and of course it's only recently that we've been, it was only on the 23rd of January that the RI board sanctioned this Rotarian Action Group. Beforehand it it was sort of, you know Rotary shouldn't be involved because it's this issue of child slavery is a cultural political, social issue, not a humanitarian issue and we managed to persuade them to say that it is wrong it is a humanitarian issue and finally the RI board after four years of struggle have come through and said yes there is a problem your action group can do something to help and that's exactly what we're doing
0: well congratulations on that Mark if people at home want to hear more or learn more about uh, the Rotarian Action Group against child slavery or the problem of child slavery is there a website you can lead them to the website is www.raxrag.org
3: spell that for us R-A-C-S R-A-G Dot org. And our Rax Rag starts for Rotarian Action Group Against Child Slavery. So www.raxrag.com.
0: Rotarian Mark Little from Norwich, St. Edmund, England. Thank you for everything you're doing to end child slavery. And thanks for joining us on Thank Radio for. Rody. Thank you. We're welcoming now to Radio Rotary, Vernon Brown of Australia, a Rotarian. And he's involved with something called Project Moonlight. Now, I suppose that I'm supposed to say to you, good day, Vern. Good day. How are you? Terrific. So what is Project
4: Moonlight? simply project moonlight is all about replacing kerosene lanterns in villages be it through africa the south pacific central america any area that is using dangerous fumes um, be it kerosene or similar type of products with a solar powered um, personal light and the sorry and the lights have um They're made in Cambodia, distributed through the rotary network, and the idea is to replace the the kerosene with actual um, replaceable ease of conversation, light that is coming from the sun, and at nighttime, keeping it nice and safe for the people.
0: So not only are we reducing a fire hazard, you're reducing the consumption of fuel because sunlight is free. Correct. That's right. And um, what does it cost to put one of these lights? Uh, Let me describe it for our audience. There is a solar panel all right that's about I would say two inches on each side all right and a light um uh with LED lights on it, Correct. right? And it's so, I would say, about the size of a, a tea saucer, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, what does it cost to send these around Africa? The
4: individual cost it is broken down onto the volume because they're, they're produced in Cambodia and depending on the freight, but we look at oh, yeah. sponsoring a whole village. So whether it's a thousand US dollars for a larger village or 500 um, for a smaller village, the individual um, costings. Are broken down into the actual physical cost plus the freight cost and bid customs and other areas. But if you worked on a figure of somewhere around 30 35 dollars US um, per item,
0: and and you would supply this to an entire village in Africa at one time. That's correct. Well, that's just terrific. If the people at home want more information, do you have um, a website or an email address?
4: We have an email address, it's um, yapoonrc at
0: gmail.com. Well, Vern Brown of Australia Rotary, thank you so much for everything you're doing to bring light to Africa and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary
4: thank you very much Jonah
0: all the best you too and we'll be back with more of our coverage of the 2013 Rotary International Convention from Lisbon Portugal after these important messages alone our reach is
4: limited no matter how great our intentions
5: To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com.
0: Juttleson, Giordano & Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Treibwasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, where over 25,000 Rotarians from 164 different countries are meeting to share ideas on how to make the world a better place. Our guest now on Radio Rotary is Nora Seth. Pathmanan, did I get that right?
6: Pathmanan, yes. Correct. And
0: you're a Rotarian from Thailand? Yes. And the name of your club is?
6: Uh, Rotary Club of Bangrak.
0: Okay, and you're a part of a group called the Rotary Action Group for Literacy. What's uh, that all about?
6: The Literacy Rotarian Action Group. So we promote the. Uh, the education, basic education and, uh, you know, for the uh, underprivileged people, uh, ethnic group of people and we disseminate uh, to other countries. It started in Thailand and in 1988. 80,
0: How much of a problem is it around the world for literacy? How many people cannot read and write, do you think?
6: Well, based on the U.S. government The uh, national uh, education of the U.S. government, it was estimated at the uh, 774 million people, Uh, 66% are women. Uh, They are illiterate.
0: And of course, if they're illiterate, if they cannot read or write that... Uh, it, ha- it hampers their ability to get a good a job and a good education, and and keeps them mired in poverty. Wouldn't you agree?
6: Yes, this is correct. Uh, this is a pro- worldwide problem.
0: And what is the uh, Action Group for Literacy doing? What are Rotarians doing to help uh, help literacy around the world?
6: Now we develop the new techniques of the uh, teaching uh, language uh, called CLE or uh, concentrated language in techniques and these techniques uh, we, we teach uh, uh, train uh, teachers and uh, we teach the children to, uh, to, uh, to learn how to read and write very quickly uh, at the functional level so it helps uh, alleviate mass illiteracy around the world
0: well, that's just terrific. Uh, Noradeth Pathmanan, uh, Rotarian from uh, Thailand, thank you for everything you're doing to teach people to read and write, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. I'm joined now on Radio Rotary by two lovely ladies who are going to talk to us about the Alliance for Smiles. We're joined by Barbara Fisher of the Green and Putnam County, Georgia Rotary Club. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. How are you today? I'm terrific. And Anita Stengel, uh, who is from the San Francisco, California Club, a past president. And good morning, Anita. Good morning. How are you doing? Terrific. Couldn't be better, especially because I've gotten to meet both of you. So, Barbara, what is the Alliance for Smiles?
7: Alliance for Smiles is an organization that has two prongs. First of all, we repair cleft palates and lips all over the world for children that are born with this defect. And then secondly, we try to develop resources in-country for individuals there to begin to do the work themselves. And we also establish long-term treatment centers for uh, staged care for these children. These children need care uh, long-term, from birth, actually pre-birth, and until adulthood, which means multiple surgeries, speech, hearing, audiology. Um, Sometimes they have respiratory issues and and they will have to have successive surgeries. So we try to develop a treatment center in country and we also try to respond to the humanitarian need of these children who need the initial surgery. And Anita, for the people at
0: home who may not know, what exactly is a cleft palate?
8: A cleft palate is a hole in the roof of the mouth, and it is uh, a very problematical um, issue because if a child is born with a cleft palate, they will have problems eating food. The food will come out of their nose. They will end up having their eustachian tubes infected, so there will be a loss of hearing. There will be chronic bronchitis and asthma, and there will be a social stigma because they will have a speech problem and in many cases they are considered stupid when they're not but they're laughed at by their fellow classmates so uh, when you're dealing with cleft lip and palate the obvious solution that usually begins uh, or is the first addressed is the lip but the palate where uh, which is more difficult surgery and more complex surgery um, often is neglected and really does have significant consequences if you do not repair this anomaly.
0: And Anita, of course, the cleft lip is very visible and very disfiguring. You've got a picture here, before and after, of a beautiful young lady, I guess from India and Bangladesh, and uh, in the left-hand side, she's quite disfigured by the cleft lip, which goes right up to her nose and just splits her face open, and in the right-hand picture, she's ready to be a model.
8: (laughs) Exactly. Now, I saw this little girl on both trips, um, and Uh, The second picture was taken two years after the first repair, and she came in to have her cleft palate repaired. Uh, She is very much of a poster child, and she is going to be a beautiful young woman.
0: Now, Barbara, is there any particular uh, countries that you concentrate on in the Alliance for Smiles to do these repairs of the cleft palates and cleft lips?
7: In our history, we began in China, but very quickly learned that there were issues all over the world, and I have become associated with projects in Africa, in Bangladesh, in the Philippines, and we're looking now to go into Myanmar, and um, so I have several projects that are going on in Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Rwanda, in Nigeria, in... Ghana in Tanzania we're going to Tanzania in Je- in September for our second mission there so um, we're spreading all over the world wherever there is a need that we can work typically with a rotary club there and um, and they help us define what the problem is and then they uh, also join with us in the resources to help accomplish this mission.
0: And, Anita, if the folks at home want more information, do you folks have a uh, website?
8: Oh, we most definitely do. It's www.allianceforsmiles.org.
0: well, Anita Stangle and Barbara Fisher, Rotarians both, thank you for everything you do to restore the smiles to beautiful children, and thank you, ladies, for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank
8: you for the interview.
0: My pleasure, Barbara. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Jonah. We are joined now on Radio Rotary by Rotarian Milton Freire uh, from Castleford, England. Milton, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm terrific. So you're here uh, on behalf of English Rotarians talking about disability education in Africa. What's that all about?
9: Yeah. Well, we run two programs. One is the equivalent to the American Law stage, the Wheelchair Foundation in the UK. So we're delivering wheelchairs all predominantly over Africa, but also we cover Eastern Europe and Asia as well. But I say, we're predominantly East Africa. But in addition to that, we're refurbishing a, or building a new school in Zambia that we came across on one of our missions that people... There was 1,052 children going to a school that was not paid for by the government with only six unpaid teachers living really in cow sheds, or oh, the equivalent of. So we decided that we would build a new school and equip it. So this is one of our main focuses this year.
0: Well, why do you feel that uh, helping education in Africa, for example, as opposed to your own ho- home in England is, is so important? Uh, why do Rotarians? Th- why do you think Rotarians really involve themselves around the world? Well,
9: when I joined Rotary International, I joined the community of the world so as well as the programs on our own doorstep all the time, we keep it in balance that you know we're there to support the rest of the world in all our activities but also you know, in these countries when you've had the opportunities we have to visit, you realise how desperate they are for that extra hand and education obviously is a main focus but there's so many people in the disabled your situation from deafness right through to the most you know, serious cases that really get no assistance in their own countries, mainly because of financial reasons and also cultural differences.
0: Well, Rotarian Milton Freire of uh, Castleford-England, thank you so much for everything you're doing for the less fortunate, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary.
9: It's a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. much.
0: We've had a delightful time at the Rotary International Convention here in Lisbon, Portugal, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed bringing this to you. This is Jonah Treboasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Portugal.